0: Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. I am Liam, your host, and as always I'm joined by a well, an excited Eagles fan again this week for the big week two matchup. Patrick, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm good. How are you?
0: Yeah, not bad. We're just speaking off air. I've just done a, a six hour journey plus home from a holiday, so I'm back in my normal podcast recording place, which is great, but uh, I'm absolutely exhausted after a long drive, so I need some week two action to perk me up a little bit
1: oh absolutely i think it's a good slate this week as well couple of division games a lot of inter-division games pretty interesting ones
0: yeah there is yeah i quite like some of the prime time stuff as well and the games that sky's picked sky's done quite well this week picking their games which is which is interesting um uh, before we move on to week two clarify again week one patrick won our picks uh five four we didn't do very well <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, but he's five foot up on the season. Unfortunately, we also picked uh, Thursday Night football wrong, both of us. We both went Washington minus three, and they only won by one, so they didn't cover. So week two mate has not gotten off to as good start as we hoped.
1: No, not on the spread. No. <laughs>
0: no I'm not on the spread at all but uh yeah we thought we'd start there let's start with uh let's start with thursday night football normally we won't have to do this but we'll do a little quick review uh, what was your general thoughts of the game because i actually thought overall the game was better than i thought
1: yeah uh, really entertaining game but <clears throat> if i'm a giants fan or anything connected to that franchise how did they not win that game I don't know. Daniel Jones was actually relatively good as well. Yeah, Daniel Jones was absolutely fine but I just don't understand the catalogue of (laughs) uh, it's not even just like, I think my biggest bugbear, right, was I watched this back just before the pod and when they got the interception Bradbury picked off Heineke at the 20 yard line, you know with two minutes and 16 seconds to go. They proceeded to take off 16 seconds off the clock to kick the field goal on four downs. They just, like, gave it to Barkley. It was doing nothing all game apart from one run. Two runs up the gut. That took six seconds, and then they missed the slant. And then it was fourth down, and they kicked the field goal. You took 16 seconds off the clock. It's like the... The zone read with Daniel Jones was actually working quite well throughout the game. That was just, seemed perfect spot just to get a first down. Get a first down there, you probably kick the field call. You're going to win, really, because then the Washington would only have 40, 50 seconds probably left. And they weren't moving the ball especially quickly, were they? No. With the at all. It was a lot of mid-range stuff. So it, they wouldn't have got there in two plays. And, yeah, just... Real catalogue of errors for the Giants. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then obviously they come back the other
0: end, the football team, uh, with that pass to the running back, McKissick, wasn't it, on the on the right yes. side wheel route. Got something like 40 or 5 yards, was it, plus? Um, which basically helped them just win the game. You then accidentally ice the kicker who misses the kick, and then obviously you're offside, aren't you? <laughs> so he gets a second go at it. And then he nails it for the game winner. But, yeah, I think the whole game was like that. Because my gripe, I know the Giants lost this game probably three times. And they should have won. I actually agree with you. I think they should have won. And there was way more points scored than I thought there was going to be, to be honest. But don't you think the Washington, almost I know they won, but they almost threw it away. Why is he throwing the ball there, Heineke? You know, the passer gets intercepted with that much time left. And And you're Washington and you're winning, obviously, at that point. Why are you not? Because I think they were two points up, weren't they? or 1.0. So why are you not running the ball there? Why are you throwing a pass at that, on that down and distance that gets
1: intercepted with Taylor Heineke? I think that was a stupid decision too, right? Yeah, there was a few bad decisions overall, weren't they? It just seems like Washington made a couple less. I wasn't impressed yeah. by uh, Washington at all, actually. Um, no. As far as a playoff team last year and looking for that prospect again with supposedly they'd be having a top three maybe defence. I wasn't particularly enamoured with them. I don't think Heineke is going to be the answer. I think he's going to get the season, it looks like. I don't think Fitzpatrick's going to be. If he comes back, he he might play one or two, but Heineke looks like he's going to win that job. So, yeah, I just don't think long-term he's the answer at all. How many he threw was like going over their heads and just like to the fingertips in another week that's four picks yeah
0: yeah it wasn't great Well his accuracy is not great he, he, he's he's not similar to Danny Jones but they used him the threat of him running quite well didn't they to get some kind of middle of the range passing going but every time he, he was in an obvious passing situation and he had to throw it past the sticks he was really struggling a lot of high passes a lot of wide passes a lot of contested McLaurin catches wasn't it that he had to just go up and make a worldy catch to get but yeah I agree I think I think I know you're an Eagles fan, but I think the division just looks like an absolute winner for Dallas. I know they're actually zero and one, but Washington will not score enough points in any games against good teams to win. Like they, when they play teams like the Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles, they're not going to score thirty points. Do you know what I mean? I just can't see that happening very often. So I think that uh, I think that they're going to struggle. Uh, the defense, as well, by the way, not as good as we thought. Two bad weeks in a row now, especially yeah, on third down. Isn't is it? Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I, one thing, I actually still think they'll have a good defence. I don't think we overblown it too much, but I did read a good stat that last year when they had those 10 weeks for those sacks and interceptions, they were, none of those QBs were in uh, in the PFF or ESPN rankings. None of them were in the top 16. So they were all bottom half QBs that they were playing against. They were playing against like Danucci. They played against Carson Wentz. They played against, I can't remember the other names now, a couple of backups. Um, and I just think that maybe it wasn't quite as good as we thought uh, last year. So they've been hyped up too much this year and then they've had a bit of a slow start, so it almost looks worse than it is. I think it'll come back to good a little bit, but I don't think it'll be a top three unit right now. Uh, And the offence is going to not be anywhere near top half units. I think they're going to really struggle to win uh, enough games to
1: get even a wild card, I think. Definitely go to Buffalo as well in week three. So it's the next game for Washington. God. Yeah,
0: they're going to have to score points, aren't they? Like teams yeah. like that, that's the exact sort of team we're talking about. But, but yeah, it was actually more of an entertaining game. Uh, I only watched the highlights this morning because I was coming back from holiday. Patrick just watched the game then. So neither of us watched it live, but yeah, it probably exceeded our expectations, I think, is a, is a fair one. Uh, and the Giants, I think this is eight of the last nine seasons now, mate, where they've started 0-2. I've read that record out to you where they're the only team who haven't had a winning week at all. Uh, in terms of like their overall record, they haven't been ahead of the Sticks record-wise for like nine years now. They've gone 0 and two eight of the last nine years. They've gone if they win the next game, they'll be one and two in the last 12 years. I think the whole franchise is struggling, and this seems to be another rebuild year. I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think they probably. <clears throat> well, I mean, who's going to go? It's very rare that you get a GM, a coach, and a QB all go isn't it in one you know if they all make it to kind of next off season so someone's gonna win a battle there somewhere feelings is that probably dave gettleman will probably win the battle again but oh
0: i hope joe judge wins the battle and i know he's not great didn't he challenge an unchallengeable call last week as well um (laughs) <laughs> which is just uh, terrible but but <laughs> so, yeah i hope i hope get, I hope get one goes barkley looked better than i thought which is nice acls normally take way over 18 months so he's got another probably 10 weeks yet so he's fully healthy but he looks better but but yeah i think new qb new gm for me at least um but the, the mara family are quite loyal aren't they and they're very old so very um, very I, loyal yeah yeah i do wonder where that will go but anyway last thursday night that's done and dusted. Let's move on to the weekend. As always, we're going to pick the games each against the spread. Uh, we'll go in time order. So we'll do the 6 p.m. Sunday games and the 9 p.m., then follow on to the, the main events on Sunday night and Monday night football. Uh, let's kick it off with Saints then. Saints at Panthers. Saints coming off that huge win. The spread is Saints minus three and a half. So I think these spreads were all taken uh, yesterday as well. So some of them have changed today, but we're just going to go with the list I sent to Patrick yesterday. So what do you think? Saints minus three and a half? I think. Maybe if they didn't smash Green Bay, this number might be a bit closer to to one or two. But I think three and a half is quite a fair number. Um, And I wonder, the Panthers didn't impress me in week one, so I wonder what people's bets are going to be this week on this one.
1: Yeah, it's a a great game, actually. I didn't realise until earlier this was one of the division games that was played this week. I think this is a really interesting game, probably because the Saints absolutely obliterated the Packers. So now you're expecting them to go into Carolina in the division, take care of business. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Darnold. He played okay last week, Darnold, I thought. I mean, I know we weren't impressed overall by the Panthers, but got a couple of decent weapons. And yeah, it's a real interesting game. Yeah, it is. I I actually agree. I think that
0: there's a big expectation now in the Saints to come and win this game, which they would actually do in previous years. They might not win it by three and a half. They might win it by three, but they would come to this game away from home and and they would win most seasons, but different team this year. And I know, I think week one went perfectly. Aaron Rodgers was terrible. I know the defense played well, but when I look back at it, I did praise the defense, maybe a bit too much. I think sometimes Rodgers did have a bit more time than I originally thought. And he just didn't hit the sticks at all. He, he, He wasn't very good. Whereas the Panthers, obviously Joe Brady's a good schemer. Um, You'd think the offence won't be as bad as the Packers were. Like Overall, the Packers are way better than the Panthers. We all know that. But the way they played last weekend, the Panthers could definitely beat that level of performance. So you need the Saints probably to do a bit more in the air, you think, than 175 yards. Uh, I'm still not sure on the Panthers' defence. So I think Jameis could have a bit of a field day, passing the ball down the field a little bit. What are your thoughts on on that side of the ball? you think the Saints could get some joy?
1: Yeah, I, I'd imagine so. They didn't look... Um... Great. I looked into because you know, when there's so much, so many games on straight away on week one, you kind of forget about some players. So I looked into like JC Horn, and he didn't. He got four targets and two receptions, and he gave up a touchdown. So it's quite a quiet start for players like that. So you, yeah, it's tough to know really, isn't it? Just based off a of week one. I don't know yeah, a, a, about the down the field. Passing because obviously, they just he wants him to play within himself and just stick to this game plan, doesn't he? And they're probably going to take one or two shots a game. This uh, is the uh, the passing to the running back bowl here with Kamara
0: and McCaffrey. Where you do those little two yard passes that end up being 10 yards because they're so good, which I think yeah. is actually going to be a weirdly key battle here, isn't it? I think they're going to need their running backs to take a bit of pressure off both the QBs. I think, in terms of picking the game, I have gone Saints minus three and a half. And the reason I've wrote down, we haven't touched on it yet. I think the difference between the O lines is incredible. I think the Saints are the second best O line in the league. I think the Panthers is probably the second worst O line in the league, and I just think that difference there with the head coach as well in Sean Payton. I had to go for me with Saints minus three and a half. I would have preferred Saints minus three, just if you hit the field goal. Worst case, you you draw the bet, but I had to still go with it at minus three and a half. I just I, I don't like what I saw enough in the Panthers yet, uh, and I think the Saints would be on a bit of a high as well.
1: Yeah, I'm going to join you on that, but I do think it's going to be an incredibly close game. This feels to me like a a last drive kind of game, you know, the last two minutes. So, see who has the ball. (laughs) Sean Payne will be hoping this uh, LASIK
0: Jameis, as he's now known as. Um, (laughs) Cool, that's game one then. Game two then, we've got... uh, This is a game that's not looking great on paper, to be honest. We've got Bengals at Bears. The Bears are favourite, minus two. They were three-point favourites, but a lot of money has come on for the Bengals now, which I, I find interesting. Um, overall, Andy Dalton wasn't great in week one. Um, he wasn't as bad as he could have been, but the whole offence wasn't great. The O-line looks pretty bad. The defence was the main concern. The secondary was as bad as me and you said in all of our previews this summer. Uh, and I guess the Bengals are the sort of team that maybe could take advantage of that. They've obviously got a lot of weapons they got a good QB, but they've also got a pretty bad O-line. So I'm not quite sure what's going to happen here. I think both defences might get some sacks, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's a, this is really interesting game. Like you just said, the, a lot of the bets coming in on the Bengals. I think that's just because they probably won and Andy Dalton is still at QB for the Bears. <laughs> so that, that just kind of <laughs> makes sense, doesn't it? Minus two, it's a strange number. I actually I like the Bears to bounce back and, and win this game. I think it's a, another close game. I, I'm taking the Bears, but I'd love to see Burrow again kind of take it up a notch from last week. I, I went back and watched the 40-minute um, highlights on Game Pass of that, and he, and he did miss a few the ones that you'd expect him to make, the LSU, so I'd like to just see him ease himself in a little bit more and I'll take the Bears, but, yeah, interesting game. It's not going to get a lot of, one of those games, it's not going to get a lot of eyes,
0: is it, this game? No, it's not. It's not. not this this 6pm slot is loaded as well. In terms of the number of games, we have got, obviously, there's no bye weeks yet until week, I think it was at five, maybe, the first bye week. We've got nine games in the 6pm slate, so I think this game's not going to get, get a ton of eyes. Um, so, I assume you're going with the Bears, then, more on a defence sort of slug it out, win by three or six
1: points sort of vibe then. Yeah, I think so. You can imagine a low-scoring kind of game. If the Bengals can hit a couple of big plays like they did last week with Chase, I think they could win the game overall, not just the spread. But I'm going to take the two points. I think they can grind it out. Montgomery, I thought, was uh, excellent against the Rams. So I expect that to continue. So, yeah, I think they can grind it out.
0: Nice. so Fields was starting here. I think the line line would be very different, but I would be going with Bears minus two as well. I've kind of jumped on the bandwagon because I've got a lot of favourites this week. So I've gone with the Bengals plus two, the underdog. Uh, I'd have preferred if I could have got three and a half over that field goal range, because I think if someone wins this game by field goal, I will not be shocked. But uh, I'm going to lean Bengals. I hope Burrow can play slightly better. I agree with you, he missed some gimmies. He got sacked five times. Two of the sacks, according to PFF, were on him. Uh, and actually, three of the sacks, if you listen to uh, Good Morning Football when they were talking to, um, I can't remember which wide receiver it was now, but ex-wide receiver, he was saying that he saw three of the sacks were on Burrow's fault. So, again, maybe if he can kind of speed up his process in the pocket, that the offence could be even better. Uh, Mixon looked really, really good. The Secondary actually looked quite good as well. Um, pass rush wasn't great. Kirk Cousins is a bit of a statue, to be honest, but the pass rush still wasn't great. Hendrickson... Yeah, that, that sign still doesn't look great to me. But I think the secondary for the Bengals were a little bit better. So I've gone Bengals plus two. I think that could bite me, to be honest, because I think maybe the Vikings are a lot worse than we thought. And then the Rams are so good that the Bears, maybe maybe the Bears aren't as bad as what I think they were after week one. It could bite me. But I've gone Bengals, Bengals plus two. So that's our first our first difference of the week. Uh, let's move on from a, a small spread to an absolutely huge spread uh, Texans <laughs> at Brown's then the Tyrod Taylor revenge game we can call this I think wasn't it it was him who was qb1 wasn't it and then they passed it over to Baker against yeah, the jets when good. he got yeah when he got injured very typical tyrod getting injured and passing the the bat on over to, to the next QB but the spread is it started off minus 11 it's so all the way to Browns minus 13 now Uh and these huge spreads, mate, they cause people an absolute nightmare because they are a lot of points and teams score last-minute touchdowns just to get within 10 points sometimes just because they're trying to throw the ball and the other team don't really care. So what sort of way are you looking at this game? Are you looking at it from a, the Browns will absolutely dominate them or do the Texans show you enough that maybe they could hang around a little bit? Uh,
1: I think the Browns will end up dominating the game and the score line. You know, late into the fourth, it could look yeah, the te- the Texans they are what they are. They've got a veteran team, you know. Brandon Cooks, Dola Mark Ingram said last week, didn't I? He's gonna he's a beast at the goal line, and he actually got a chance and he punched it in. And I yeah, expect yeah, I'm not sure how many times they're gonna get down to the goal line against the Browns, but I think I think the Texans were yeah, like they are. Were they ever gonna go winless with like a a veteran roster sort of thing of you're always going to pull one result out. Kind yeah. of when you've got the Jags in your division, but
0: and I think Tyrod Taylor's a better QB than the average NFL fan remembers, if that makes sense.
1: Because yeah, of what's definitely, absolutely. He's never let anyone down where he's been before. It can always put you in a competitive position against a fellow kind of average team. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't expect him to go into Kansas City and out Outdueled Mahomes, but you know, we, if we were playing the Bengals or whatever each week, I'd expect him to put you in a chance to win the game. But yeah, I just see the Browns pulling away in this one. But I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm taking that point with the Browns. I'm, I'm taking the Texans. It's too big.
0: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I have actually got the same. I had Browns yesterday <laughs> uh, when it was 11, and then obviously when I checked the numbers again, it moved. I think it's too many points because it's the perfect amount, isn't it, to win by a touchdown and two field goals. And at worst case, then you push the bet, so you don't lose the bet. You just get your money back if you actually did bet all these all these teams. So, I've gone the same. Texans plus thirteen. Uh, I actually read a good article yesterday about this. The game they played against the Jags and they ran in the pistol formation quite a lot, like it was college football. Uh, and I think Tyro Taylor in the pistol. I think eventually teams are going to figure that out, aren't they? And they're not going to have success where they score probably 20-plus points, to be honest, with how bad some of their receivers are. But I think earlier on in the season, when teams are still getting their feet wet, and obviously the Chiefs have got a very, very different offense to a pistol star formation, I think the Browns maybe could start slower on defense. I think they'll score loads of points, the Browns. That won't be an issue. But I think maybe they'll concede a bit more than they think. And then maybe we'll get a last-ditch TD or, or field goal to, to get this bet. So I've gone the same. Uh, I hope Tyrod does well. I expect the Browns to win by, I don't know, seven to ten at worst, uh, and then we're just going to be praying for uh, for an end of game field goal for the Texans or something just to keep us going. But we'll see. Uh, if they go two and zero, that'll be mind-boggling. And by the way, last game I missed a chance. The Bengals could also go two and zero. So if we have either of the Bengals or Texans going two and zero, I'm not quite sure what Twitter's going to do on Sunday. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, let's move over then to a bit of a better game. Very interesting game actually, with the, with the defenses in this game. So we've got Rams at Colts. Uh, the spread is Rams minus three and a half. The Colts pretty much have a very similar, uh, sorry, the Colts played a pretty much similar offense last week with the Seahawks. Obviously, the ex-Rams passing coordinator uh, in that game. So the Colts have seen this style of offense two weeks in a row now, uh, especially with the long bomb passes that Wilson and Stafford can do. Did three and a half surprise you? Obviously, Rams are on the road, or did when you saw that number, did you think
1: that's about right? That's probably about right. I know I know there's a lot of hype on the Rams, obviously, with Stafford coming in and Yeah, they played well, didn't they, against the Bears, but like we always said all summer long, it felt like it was set up for them to look great in that first week. Strange one really, because the Colts obviously give up a lot of big plays to the seahawks so the rams are gonna have seen that and think actually this is our chance to exploit the same weaknesses because like we said the other day the colts are built to stop that and they couldn't mm-hmm. i don't quite think that the Rams' weapons is up to the seahawks standard well yeah it's a, it's an interesting game this i'm quite surprised that sky didn't yeah yeah, I'm very surprised. We'll go on to the Sky game
0: later, but I thought this game would be nailed on for it, to be honest. I think some of it, I do wonder if they look further into the season, they try and share it out a bit. But then there's some weeks, as a Chiefs fan, I'll know this, where the Chiefs could be on three weeks in a row. So they don't always stick to that rule, but it does seem like at the start of the season, maybe they want to share it around a bit. But uh, they didn't choose didn't choose Ramcourt. So I think if we look at it from the other side of the ball quickly, i Carson Wentz. I've read two different reports. I read a report Okay, they didn't say he was good, but they said he was had the similar issues he did at Philadelphia, which you'll know more than anyone, where he, he's pulling the ball to run way before he needs to. Like, he could easily pass it, and he's just going to hold the ball and run. He had other times where he got sacked when he held the ball, again, was looking for, like, a long play when he didn't take the 5, 10-yard pass. Uh, but then I had another report that... Obviously, his kind of game management was better overall. Uh, He didn't rush into trouble for fumbles like he normally did. He would kind of just go down and take the sack a little bit more. So I'm not quite sure what to read of this Colts team. I know the Rams' defense didn't look as good as normal against the Bears. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was kind of used like a safety linebacker at times, blowing up screens and stuff rather than actually guarding the best player. But I think that was because the Bears really had no shot down the field. Uh, do you see the Colts being able to put up enough points in this game to trouble the Rams? Or do you think they'll have to rely on something happening on defence, you know, getting like a, a fumble recovery
1: or something to try and drive the score up a bit? Yeah, the defence is going to need to step up this week, but they they are stacked on defence. I actually like the Colts in this game. I'm not as up yet on the Rams as everyone else. I mean, if they come into Indy this week and blow the Colts out, I think you'd have to real take notice as maybe the top of the NFC but I'm going to take the Colts in this yeah if you take the Colts you need them to have a good run game right in that game you need
0: Jonathan Taylor to have a real strong performance I think
1: yeah Taylor and Hines played better in the pass than they did the run last week but they used the pass as kind of like the run game as well so I'd expect them to kind of control it like that and maybe that's how they'll keep Donald out of the game throwing a lot of screens and you know, yeah. passes. Yeah, well, I'm excited to watch
0: Aaron Donald against Quinton Nelson in this game. Those two, that's literally the best guard in the world and the best defender in the world. <laughs> so it's going to be a hell of a battle. I'm looking forward to that. I hope there's some passing opportunities where he can rush to see if he, if Nelson can ever take him on one-on-one. I think that would be interesting. Uh, I've gone with Rams minus three and a half. It was tricky again. We'll, we'll give betting advice throughout the, throughout the shows, but uh, anything over three is difficult the three and seven I think it sound like 71% of NFL games fall on either a three or seven point deficit uh, I think eight is quite popular as well now but this is three and a half so it doesn't give me that field goal opportunity but I still think the Rams will do well it's in a dome isn't it Colts play in a dome so I think Stafford those long bombs will still be there uh, I just love Sean McVeigh. I think both offensive coordinators are really good in this one I think Frank Reich who calls the plays for them and McVay obviously head coach calls the plays for the Rams as well so I think both are very good but I think McVay can scheme up enough. Uh, and I'm just going to go with the weapons, really. I think the weapons are too good. The QB is better. So I'm going to go offence, really. I think the Rams offence will do enough. But I actually see it as like a five to six point sort of win. I think if they win by two field goals, I think that'll be fair. And maybe Wentz is driving at the end of the game to, to try and win it and maybe can't get it done. But I'll go Rams minus three and a half. So that's our second difference for the week. I think yeah. last, week, last week we had five uh, differences. So we'll see we'll see how many we get up to. Uh, next game, then, is the worst team in week one against one of the better teams in week one. So we had the Broncos at the Jags. The Broncos are five and a half point favourites, so minus 5.5. I actually thought this line could be more than that with how bad the Jags were, but I guess it is in Jacksonville and week one is a bit of a, a bit of a mystery. What's the key areas of this game for you? Is it Broncos defense versus Jags offense?
1: For me, it's if, Bri- actually it's the opposite. If Bridgewater can kind of look as comfortable As he did last week, I think I'd take the Broncos all day. I'd expect the Jags to move the ball in parts, which they did do last week. You know, Trevor was kind of yet to force it a lot of the time. But I think they'll still move the ball. But for me, if Bridgewater can look comfortable, as he did against the Giants, it's a kind of similar level team. Played well. Melvin Gordon. Was great last week. They've not got Jerry Judy this week. Yeah. Ankle Derek, isn't he? yeah, he's out. He's going to be out for a few weeks, but bloody hell, I thought he was going to be out for the whole season, how bad that looked. Yeah, but I mean, Cortland Sutton can kind of step up. Here. He only had one catch last week. So, no, as long as Teddy can replicate what he did last week, I'm going to take the Broncos, I think, minus five and a half. Yeah, see, I. I did Umanar a little bit with this,
0: um, but I think mainly I was just a little bit concerned about something that wasn't there. I was a bit worried about Teddy's offense, but the problem is he's always done well against teams like this. He's always passed the ball short. He's always covered uh, covered the spread. I think he covered most of the games, actually, last year with Carolina. So um, I'm going to go with Broncos minus five and a half as well. Uh, I think they're the sort of team that could win this by seven to 10 points, couldn't they? Uh, I think the Jags did look terrible. <laughs> and Urban Meyer's not looked happy all week, has he, unfortunately, so... I'd
1: like to see them throw the ball less than fifty-one times. If they <laughs> get that down to if they can actually get that down to 36, 37 attempts. I think they could win this game because Carlos Hyde and James Robinson. It's not a bad one-two punch. So they need to control it more in that. But yeah, we'll see. Fifty-one attempts is not the best way to get your number one draft pick ready for the NFL.
0: No, I, I agree. Yeah, especially James Robinson. Obviously, looked so good last year. I actually read a crazy stat. Uh, so he was involved heavily on third down passing, but in the first two downs, where you expect teams to run, well, they, don't, they shouldn't run more, but they do tend to run more. He was only on the field for thirty-three percent of them. Carlos Hyde was on the field for more than James Robinson was on first and second down, which I think that is a criminal. <laughs> That's criminal for a, for a, for a coach to do that. But didn't, I think Hyde actually played for. Meyer at higher state, didn't he so yeah he did yeah that that is just I know Robinson's a late round pick and we didn't know about him very much before last season but I think he was so good last year I think that's outrageous but we'll see I agree with you I think they need to have a bit of a better balance and also not throw the ball downfield so much sometimes there was easy gimme sir 10-15 yards and they were trying to make like Trevor Lawrence throw outside the numbers down the field and I just think that's just it was a recipe for disaster for a team like the Jags who were already down big at that point. But yeah, I'll go with you with the Broncos. Uh, next game then, we have another division match. Um, i kind of surprised this match wasn't selected for uh, for Sky TV. We have the Bills at Dolphins. Bills minus three and a half. Um, interesting facts about this one. Before the season in America, you can't do it in England, but in America, you can bet on every game in advance. And the spread for this game is minus three. So you think after the Bills... Was so bad in week one, you think the spread would come down. But they've actually gone up. More people have bet the Bills. So maybe they see it as like a comeback sort of scenario. But uh, for me, I thought the number was about right. I actually thought if they didn't lose in week one, this number could be five and a half. I think that's how good the Bills were last season. Dolphins, what, what, have you watched the game back yet? with Dolphins and Pats? Because I think it was, they were very lucky to win that game.
1: Yeah, they were, they were quite lucky. They rode their luck a little bit. I thought, yeah... Patriots played quite well, really. Matt Jones played OK, but I think the Dolphins kind of just did enough. Not incredibly impressive on offense. Chua was, I think, through for, like, 202 yards and didn't really press himself. They didn't really get the run game going either, the Dolphins, but thought they played really well on defense. They are built, really, aren't they, On on defense? Yeah. As well, I think Waddle Waddle looked good for um, for the Dolphins. He yeah, had looked look like yeah, he his little uh packed with two are going from Alabama when they were there together. So yeah, it's a real tough game, this one. This is probably my favorite game of the week, really, because I do love divisional, I love early divisional games. That's when I would prefer to play as a fan I would probably prefer to play the division games early yeah it's a tough game this I'm going to go I'm going dolphins because I'm not overly impressed by the bills at all and I think it's another scenario I mean I know that last season they were passing a lot but you know Josh Allen 51 attempts last week and the numbers for 51 attempts for Josh Allen 270 yards so it's they got digs, the touches, nine receptions for sixty-nine yards. But everyone else, you know, Beasley always gets them in the slot. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. There's something not quite clicking for me yet with the Bills. It was all summer long. I don't, I'm not quite sure what it is. And then it was affirmed last week when they didn't didn't beat the Steelers. So I'm I'm taking the Dolphins at home.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. The Steelers' approach was very much rush, for, very much like a Bucks versus Chiefs. To be honest, that that Bills O-line looked really, really bad in Week One. Uh, they were rushing four all the time and getting pressure. I think in the Super Bowl, Mahomes was under pressure 40% of his dropbacks. Josh Allen was under pressure 36% of his dropbacks. So, in this week in last week, so very much similar. Uh, my issue with the Dolphins is they're very, very good in the secondary, where they play man-to-man coverage, but they don't have the pass rush that the Steelers have. So I think Alan's going to have a lot more time to throw. And if you give Diggs enough time to get open against anyone in man coverage, I think he's going to have enough opportunities to do so. So I have kind of reluctantly gone Bills minus three and a half. I did think you'd go Dolphins, to be honest. So I did want to try and catch up a little bit from losing last week. So I am going to go Bills minus three and a half. If the offense looks anything like it did in week one, then the Dolphins could win this game quite easily. Because I think the Dolphins looks better on offense than I thought. Um, but yeah... I just think the Bills could have too much for them uh, without that pass rush if the O line can can hold up. And I think Allen's not as good as he was last season, but I don't think he's as bad as he was in Week One. So I think that they'll have a bit of a better day. Um, I also like the over in this game. I think the over is like 48 points, the total points. I think even the Dolphins against this secondary could score 20 points, and the Bills could easily score 30 points. So I'd like the over. Uh, I like the over in this matchup as well. Uh, Next, then, we have another divisional matchup. This is actually your favourite division here, back-to-back. We've got the Pats at the Jets. Pats are minus 6.5, so just under the 7. I think they opened at 5.5, and and they've been bet out to 6.5, so the money is coming for New England, which I don't think is a shock. Uh, Zach Wilson looked okay, but the O-line looked bad. And then when Beckton was out of the game, uh, they looked even worse. Like The second half of that game against Carolina, who aren't really blessed with great pass rush, Overall, I think they look terrible. And the Pats are quite good up front. So is there any concern for you if you're a Jets fan in this game that your quarterback could be getting hit all over the place? Because I think that would be my first worry if I was looking at this as a Jets fan.
1: Yeah. Mekhi Becton, I mean, what a massive miss he's going to be. I think he's going to miss all the way up to the London game as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tough. This is a real tough this is perhaps the toughest on the list because the Patriots, you know, with Matt Jones, obviously rookie QBs who come in starting week one, they're not known for putting up big points, are they? I would expect the Jets to score at least 14 at home. So what do I think the Patriots can get three touchdowns? I'm not sure, you know. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. it's a very tough game this because of how big that number
0: is if it was three points i'd be like i wouldn't even think about it to be honest but it's hard because they Matt jones looked good but the weapons are still bad aren't they you said yeah, that all you know, summer haven't you
1: i got all looked, um, quite good last week but apart from that it's he, pretty average you know jacoby myers the two titans are pretty good henry and smith johnny smith Played quite well last week, but Damien Harris as well at running back at 100 yards. But apart from that, yeah, it's a tough one for me. If I, I'll start us off. Thanks. I, I picked. Yeah, my
0: if you start off. I've not made my mind up yet. Yeah, I've gone Pats minus six and a half. Uh, I'm really worried about the Jets O line and the secondary for the Jets. We said all Summers bad, and we praised obviously Becton as well uh, as left tackle. So I think without Becton and with a bad secondary. I've gone pat to minus six and a half. I think they'll run the ball quite efficiently as well. Uh, I think Matt Jones looked good. He was working from empty a lot and four wide receiver sets without protection from a running back. So I think he looked pretty good in week one. I think they should have won that game, like I said earlier, against the Dolphins. So I'm going to go pat to minus six and a half uh, and hope I don't get... Uh, I love Zach Wilson, so I hope I don't get a Zach Wilson late TD to to ruin my bet, but I'm going to go six and a half with the Pats.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking down the defensive uh, tackles last week for the, I mean, the number of tackles on the defence for the Patriots. I'm, I'm going to take the Patriots in this, I think. But one thing I did, uh, it made me laugh, actually. I put a tweet out the other day asking what people thought the single numbers. And, um, and I was on, oh, when I watched this game back, I didn't really have the, the sound up loud. And I was like, who the hell is number nine for the Patriots? Like busting through the line. It was Matt Judon. I was like, why on earth is he number nine? <laughs> I was like, it just makes no sense at all. But yeah, I've just gone down that defensive list. It's pretty stacked. I'll take the Patriots. Interesting uh, rookie QB versus rookie QB week.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, trivia. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Matt Judon, that is a funny number. He actually played well in pre-season. Didn't look quite as good in week one, but I think I think that's part of it scheme related. But uh, I haven't actually got used to these low numbers, you know, for some of these defensive players. I thought it was going to be quite cool, but it does look quite weird when you see a corner with number two and stuff. Um, it is because I'm not quite sure who's who. Yeah, because like the, some of the most, like not the famous players, but some of the better starters who aren't like stars, but are good stars, they've changed. A lot of them have actually changed their number now. So even like Sterling Shepard the other night, when he, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. He's number three now. <laughs> so it's just like really weird. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Maybe Judon will get a sack and he'll make that number look good this weekend. We'll see. Uh, next then, we actually do have the Sky game and it is your very own Philadelphia Eagles. So we've got 49ers at Eagles. The spread is 49ers minus two and a half. Um, I think as of about an hour ago, it might have gone to three. But like I said, we, we when we looked at the, the lines, it was two and a half. So we'll, we'll leave it as that for now. This is an interesting one, to be honest, because I think if the Eagles don't beat the Falcons like they do, this number is much bigger. Uh, but I think few people have had a bet on the Eagles. Uh, maybe you yourself, I haven't asked you, but you might have had a little little tinker on the Eagles that made this line better. I know it's a way. 49ers didn't actually go home, did they? They stayed on the East Coast, uh, so they didn't fly all the way back to San Francisco. But what are your thoughts on the numbers here? Because I think two and a half is very generous for the Eagles in a game like this.
1: Yeah, I mean, those two injuries, Mostert and Jason Vera, and just don't like the secondary for the 49ers. I'm trying to be, um, you know, not go with my heart, and I'm looking down the 49ers numbers now from last week, and so Debo Samuel had a great day. No one else really had a great day. I know Elijah Mitchell, he went over 100 yards, didn't he? Everyone's been fighting over him, by the way, haven't they, in the fancy football waivers.
0: Yeah, they have. The yeah.
1: So I've not won him, I know that. In every <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I lost out on him in every league, I know that. For a yeah. yeah, just uh, all before the season, you know, uh, sing the 49ers praises and how stacked that they were, and I love the coach and everything. It was a little bit shaky last year. I mean, I, mean, I can't remember what the score was at, Half time, I think it was like 31 to 10 at half time. And I mean, that I mean, the Lions came back in the fourth quarter, but it felt like the 49ers really took the foot off the gas. I re watched that game on Wednesday night, and yeah, they just playing real soft coverage. And Goff was like dicing them up. But the Eagles, I don't know, man, feels much different to last season if it was three and a half. 49ers I'd definitely go to the Eagles
0: yeah, yeah I think
1: gonna, I think we're going to get after Garoppolo yeah, and gonna... that defensive line
0: definitely uh, uh, after speaking to you last week it boosted your confidence didn't it about this team did, sure. yeah.
1: <laughs> if, the, if Javon Hargreave couldn't stay healthy then obviously Cox always gets double teamed and whatnot but if Hargreave stays healthy I think it's going to be real dangerous you know what? I'm, I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm going to go the Eagles to win this game. Yes. Not even the spread. I actually like the Eagles to win this game. I think we're going to get after Garoppolo. And the, right. if Hurts can play a similar level to last week, I think that will be good enough. Mm-hmm. If If the Eagles fall behind and he has to do more kind of deep passing, then I think the game could get away from the Eagles. But yeah, I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah, there'll be a lot lot of rushing in this
0: game, won't there, across the two teams, I think, Yeah, sure. were, Yeah. Yeah, I think the points total was about 48 for this game, originally. Uh, it's taken off the board at the moment uh, in a couple of places once they readjust. But, yeah, I think I'd bet over as well. I'm going to go 49ers, minus is a half, uh, take the field goal win there. Uh Obviously, there's still a chance Eagles could lose by one or two and you still win. Um, but I know as an Eagles fan, you much prefer them to uh, hammer the 49ers in a, in a victory. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just think the scheme's so good. Uh, and I still worry about the Eagles' offense. Obviously, like I said before, is the lowest depth, uh, average depth target, three and a half uh, yards per attempt there for Hurt. So I think it's a very much dink and dunk offense. And I think maybe the 49ers can scheme up a little bit more down the field. Um, but it should be a fun game. Uh, it's on Sky as well, so it's going to have a lot of eyes on it in the in the UK for sure, but we'll see. Uh, last game then, another game that a lot of people thought could be selected, but I guess I know why. Both teams were on, uh, on Sky last week, but we have the Raiders at Steelers, which is arguably a marquee matchup. The Steelers were minus six and a half when we uh, took these numbers, so Raiders getting six points on the road. Obviously an interesting one. Tomlin, very good coach, but he always has a couple of stinkers at home where his team fall behind and they have to come back and they win by three. In like an emergency late game situation, they don't cover the number. I wonder if that could be the scenario we see here. But uh, what sort of side of the ball, in, like kind of intrigues you the most here? Because I think the Raiders' offense with Waller against the Steelers' team that don't have great coverage unit at all—that intrigues me a lot. I think the Raiders could attack the Steelers quite often.
1: Yeah, this line was a surprise to me. I think the Raiders are better than most thought. So yeah. fun, and the Ravens are hurting. But I thought, I think Carr, but Carr played well again. Another one like fifty-six pass attempts. It's like you've got Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. You just give them the ball as well, just to make your play action work a little bit more and not put it on Carr's shoulders. But I like the Raiders in this game, definitely. Uh, I just Big Ben still, last week, just looked like Big Ben, didn't he, from the last yeah, he did. couple of years. He, he cannot move at all. The defence looked as good as always, didn't it? And the offence looked as average as I think it did last year. Yeah, it did. the defence did look good, yeah. I just don't like the Steelers to put up a lot of points, which then for me, giving up six points on the spread is a lot. So, yeah, I'm going to go Raiders. Yeah, I've gone Raiders as well. Um
0: I think I actually agree with you. I think after winning on Monday night football, uh, I was surprised at the line. Apparently the line actually was 7.5 until the okay. Raiders won and then it got bet down to this number. So um yeah, my, my issue is I think they could easily win the game by seven, the Steelers, like theoretically. Foot, you know what football's like? Anything can happen. The defence could score two touchdowns and they could easily win the game. But if the defence doesn't score any point, points for me, I really think the, uh, the Steelers are going to struggle to win a game by seven against a team that can score. I know the Raiders' defence isn't great, but they've got, they got some experience in obviously with KJ Wright, um, Casey Hayward as well. Uh, and Ngokwe. So they are are better on defence this year. And I just think that with Waller, maybe Renfro as well, and then uh, obviously the rushing attack that was pretty good against the Raiders, uh, Ravens in the second half. I think I'm going to go Raiders as well. I just don't think the Steelers can score enough. I expect the Steelers to win. I think if they win by a field goal, uh, that's probably about where I see the game. Uh, But the Raiders, they'll be trying their best to go 2-0.
1: 2-0 against the North as well, which is absolutely crazy to think. Yes. Max Crosby also played well for the Raiders one day you know. let's yeah, yeah. come after Big Ben
0: yeah, Clean and Farrell as well uh, didn't play at all, he was uh, inactive because they dropped him, which is a f- yeah. crazy, That their veteran signings have been good this offseason but all it's done is highlight how bad their drafting was the, the years before, but let's move on then to the, to the later games um, Vikings at Cardinals is our first one, Cardinals great week one Vikings terrible week one I do wonder if we got an A performance from the Cardinals, though, and we got the Vikings' worst performance. I'm not sure either team, on average, is going to be the same level as we saw in week one. Um, but obviously, this game is on the road for the Vikings. They are going to Arizona. Uh, I was slightly surprised the line wasn't bigger after how bad the Vikings were in week one. Uh, but minus three and a half of the Cardinals, what are your thoughts and who are you picking?
1: Right, so I'm going to start off by telling you I'm picking the Cardinals. And on offense last week, the Vikings, Cousins complete 36 passes for 350 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. For me, that's as kind of good as you're going to get. I mean, Thielen was really good. KJ Osborne, Justin Jefferson, they all got theirs. Dalvin Cook was kind of average, only 100 all-purpose yards. For me, that's as kind of good as you're going to get from the Vikings. And I just don't think that if the same murray Hopkins combination comes up and you know Chase Edmonds I thought looked quite good at running back, they had Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore was probably the best rookie wide receiver. Yeah. Very good, very good. I think, they got, I think they got too much. I think they're going to ride a wave early this season, the Cardinals. Not sure what's going to happen overall, but... No, I like the Cardinals in this game. I just don't think that the Vikings can play much better on offence in terms of yards, in terms of average, and then to only put up that many points on the Bengals. Yeah, I like the Cardinals in this game. I think they're going to put up points. I don't think Minnesota are going to be able to keep up. Hmm.
0: Yeah, this was tough for me because before the season I was all on the Vikings, but the first game was horrendous in every way. Play calling was bad, tackling was bad, penalties the amount of penalties they had it was the most penalties any team had in week one, including the Jags, which is mind-boggling. Uh, but yeah, they were not great. However, I'm not dying on the I'm going to die on the hill. I think of the Kirk Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen, Hill. Uh, I've gone Vikings plus three and a half. I um, still hate Cliff Kingsbury, so I'm just going to... It's going to take me a few weeks, I think, to uh, reset my bias from pre-season. But I'll give it another week or two before I adjust my thoughts on both these two teams. I'm just going to take the extra points. I think the Cardinals could easily win in a shootout and they could win by a field goal and that'd be fine. Or they could win by two points if they have to go in late and score a touchdown. Uh, but I'll take three and a half of the Vikings. I think the Cardinals could easily still win, but I'll just take that extra half point. But um, yeah, I think your pick's probably more of the... Uh, <laughs> The smart pick. I just think maybe uh, Jefferson goes mad. And Dalvin Cook was pretty average in week one as well. So they need a bit of a better performance from him and that that O line as well. Uh, let's move on to another game then that we'll wrap through quick because this is a big spread as well. We've got the Falcons at the Bucks, another divisional matchup. The Bucks are 12 and a half point favourites when we took these numbers. I think they're, they're good. I wouldn't shock me if they were drifted out to 13 like the Browns, to be honest, come Sunday. I think a lot of people bet the Bucks. I'll start us off this time. Uh, I think overall it's quite clear the Bucks are going to win. I think the Falcons looked awful, worse than I thought against the Eagles. I think the head coach, new coach Arthur Smith, talking about how he wasn't prepared enough and he didn't call the right sequences and stuff. That is After a whole whole summer, that is just unbelievably bad. Uh, And no offence to the Eagles, but they haven't got the greatest secondary. So if you can't develop a passing offence against them in the second half of the game, I don't know what you're going to do. But uh, I think this drifted the line out. It was 10 points before. Obviously drifted out to 12.5 now. I'm going to do what I shouldn't do. I'm going to take the Falcons, twelve and a half. I think the Bucks win by 7 to 10 points quite easily. And maybe we could get a Matt Ryan touchdown in the fourth quarter to bring this game closer than it looks. So I think I think the numbers, if you look at passing yards and efficiency on the day, the Bucks will smash them. But I think the Falcons might score a late score and, and keep up. So Falcons plus 12 and a half
1: for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm going to take the Falcons on the spread. I think the, the game will never be in doubt the result but you know a couple of late tds the books kind of maybe switch off in the secondary it's not the greatest secondary in the world is it by the way the buccaneers so if the falcons can get something going late i see them covering so yeah i'll take the falcons with you Nice.
0: Yeah. These games are always a shootout as well. I think it's the second highest points total of the week. So I expect there to be some points scored in this. But I said that in week one and the Falcons scored six. <laughs> so, And the Bucks' defense is a bit better than the Eagles ones as well. So uh, we'll see. But I think Matt Ryan shouldn't have as bad as he did in week one. Uh, now let's move on to Sky's second uh, game of the day. Uh, Cowboys at Chargers. Another really high offensive game here. So Chargers minus three and a half. Obviously, that kind of makes sense. Most teams at home are going to be favoured by three on average. So they've got an extra little 0.5 there just for how good they played in week one. And I think this game mate, is destined to be a shootout, don't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, there's a lot of... yeah, you know, You've been watching good morning football this week in the background while I've been working. And there's a lot of hype on the Chargers. And Justin Herbert after that win at Washington. And then, obviously, then you see Washington play for the second time last night. And that kind of, for me, maybe tempers expectations a little bit because they didn't look great last night on defense either. And that's against the Giants. So, sadly, I like the Cowboys to win this game. So, obviously, I'm going to take the Cowboys and the points, but I like the Cowboys to win this game. I think they looked good on offense last week. If they can, Dak Prescott keeps putting up these (laughs) crazy yards that he's done in his last four starts or whatever it is, then you're going to win quite a few games. I know the defense is, I would go, not good. But, yeah, I like the Cowboys in this game.
0: Yeah, I agree, actually. I like the Cowboys plus two and a half, and I actually quite like the Cowboys to win it. I think I was so impressed with them against the Bucks team in a big moment as well, uh, when they couldn't run the ball, and they couldn't run the ball because the obviously Vita Vea and, and Sue for, for the Bucs are just the best at stopping the run in the NFL. And I think you're still, hopefully they are still pass the ball a lot because that's what they need to do to be successful. But I think the Chargers' interior defensive line isn't on that level, so they'll be able to run the ball a bit better. Um, and I think aside from Keenan Allen obviously the weapons for the Chargers aren't as good so I think the defence will be a little bit better especially maybe on third down which they really struggle with against the Bucks so yeah I'm going to go Cowboys as well fancy them to win the game but if I'm getting three and a half points on the spread then I'll uh, I'll definitely take it but it should be a shootout two top QBs I know Dak's not as young uh, as Herbert but two younger QBs that are going to be stars for a long time to come so it should be a, a fun game this one made sense actually for Sky when I saw
1: Cowboys Chargers that made sense Everyone, the Cowboys get a lot of eyes don't they across the world Mate, you know, my favorite tweet of the week is always when Sky Sports announce their games and they're just <laughs> reading the replies. It's crazy. They get ripped, don't they?
0: Some people actually don't want their team on as well because it ruins. If they haven't got Sky and they can only afford Game Pass, it ruins your team, doesn't it? Because it's a blackout, so you can't watch it. So it's funny, you get half the people slating the fact their team's not been selected <laughs> and you get half the people fuming that they can't watch it because of
1: uh, a blackout on, on Red Zone. On and then you get t- 10% of the people saying, why are the, pack- why are the Lions on this <laughs> week? They saw, And it's Monday Night Football, mate. He's going to be on whoever it is. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's very really true. I might just start dropping in a random reply every week so when you scroll down you'll see you'll see this horrible message i like talking about i'll talk about the chiefs and the ns afc west i'll be like why have you not got the raiders on They're a elite offense but we'll see
1: um
0: cool well we've gone the same on that one then so we've only got ooh, five differences so far as well um last game then on the 9 p.m 9 30 slate uh titans at seahawks seahawks are favored uh minus six I think mean, this was minus four originally. Like I said, in America, you can bet on the lines before the season. It was minus four. Obviously, Seahawks did well against the Colts. Offense looks good. Titans looked absolutely horrendous uh, against the Cardinals. So the lines drifted out. And my kind of favorite stat of the week was last season under Arthur Smith on first and second down. Uh, the Titans ran 59% of play action. So you didn't know if they were going to pass or run. And they were kind of thinking you're going to run with Henry and then pass. And when you thought they were going to pass, they would run with Henry. So very intelligent offense. They actually ran play action on 4% of their early downs against the Cardinals and basically changed the whole offense. The new offensive coordinator, uh, Downing looked as bad as he did at the Raiders, to be honest. I think hopefully it's just a bad week, but the early signs were not good. They were really, really not good. It was running into to big boxes. It was not doing any play action. It was passing four wide receivers out when you knew it was going to be passed. The defence knew what you were going to do. So I think overall, week one went as bad as it possibly could. But plus six for a team with all this talent, I think it's difficult. It's difficult to avoid that for me.
1: Yeah, it's a, that's a big line, that. I mean, you can, Seahawks, great win last week, wasn't it? It's yeah. probably the worst loss by the Jags last week, so I can understand it, I'm going to take the Titans I think they're much better than they showed last week even though what you've just told me about the play action really scares me Yeah,
0: that OC could be really bad Yeah, that
1: scares me, but I think there's talent there, and I think they're going to bounce back this week, not sure I see them winning the game, but I'll take the points and the Titans. Yeah,
0: this is one of the ones I wrote down pretty quickly when I did the did our little document, uh, and I went Titans plus six as well. I think. The Seahawks always seem to be involved in crazy games, and it wouldn't shock me if they were kind of either running the clock out at the end or if they were driving down the field to win for a field goal. I just It's very Seahawksy, isn't it, that Russell Wilson either has to run the clock out or has to score a field goal with like five seconds left to, to win a game. So I think I'll take the six points in the hope that Seahawks don't kind of run riot. But again, to me, this does look like a high-scoring game. I think the Seahawks' defence in week one looks better than it will be. Uh, throughout the season. I think the Titans' defence looks probably as bad as it will for the rest of the season. So, I think we'll see uh, We'll see a lot of points, which will be fun. Uh, I think the Titans need to be up early, don't they? They need to be able to rush Derek Henry. Because when they're losing and they try and run Henry,
1: it's an absolute nightmare for them. So, I think they need to try and get a lead. Um, Quick, we'll see. Kind of quickly looking ahead. Next week, obviously, the Colts have got the Rams. The Titans have got the Seahawks. Next week, it's Titans, Colts. Both could be, uh, theoretically, both could be 0-2. A good chance of that. So that is a massive game early there, isn't it, in the division? Yeah, the Texans could still be winning the division at one-on-one. One, Texans else could Thursday night on football next week, they could be 3-0 by the time the Titans and <laughs> Colts play. Oh, oh God, the Tyron, <laughs> the Tyron Taylor juices are flowing there, I think. Um,
0: cool, perfect. Well, we're on to the, the two main games then of the week, technically. <laughs> the second game is not quite as good as the first game. Uh, Sunday night football then, Chiefs at Ravens um i have written down three and a half but i'll change that because i know for a fact it's minus four now so chiefs minus four uh, on the road it opened up at minus two and a half on sunday night i absolutely hammered the bet for chiefs to win at minus two and a half Uh, and then the ravens losing has only made the line go the wrong way so that i'm I'm quite happy with that now it's chiefs minus four again you're not getting the field goal win here so if chiefs win by field goal you're going to win your bet if you back the ravens so that's the only difficult part here um in terms of the game, obviously I am going to be biased, but for, to talk about some stats, obviously, Mahomes beating, uh, beating Jackson three, three out of three times he's played him. Uh, the Ravens blitz the second most in the NFL. Mahomes is the best quarterback in NFL history in rating yards, touchdowns, and um, PFF grade against the Blitz. So if they blitz him like they've done in every game, the Chiefs will score nearly 40 points like they do in every game against the Ravens. If they try and blitz him a little bit less then they may have a bit more success, so we'll see. But they never seem to blitz less. Wink Martindale just blitzes everybody, whether it's Derek Carr or Patrick Mahomes, he just blitzes everybody. And we saw Derek Carr have great success with that 400-yard game against them. So I think from that side of the ball, I think the Chiefs will score a lot of points. Uh, the Chiefs are getting back all their players, apart from Willie Gay. So they got Frank Clark back. they got got um, Matthew back. Hitchens is back as well. So they got all their starters on defence back, which should help. And apparently yesterday I read, mate, that Ronnie Stanley is going to be out for a period of time. So now Villanueva moves back to left tackle and then their third right tackle comes into the picture. So, um, yeah, like I said, I am biased, but the signs are not looking good. I think Hollywood Brown as well is going to be out injured for this game. So what, what are your thoughts as a non-biased person on this? When you saw everything but the injuries, the Chiefs' run defence being really bad in week one. What, what are your thoughts on the game?
1: Yeah, you mentioned earlier, was it 40% Mahomes was pressured? And the each, Super
0: Bowl, yeah, that was.
1: I read this week that um, Jackson was pressured higher percentage-wise <laughs> Monday night. Wow. Which is just absolute, that, that actually startled me because you don't really associate because he gets on his bike so quickly. Yeah. Doesn't Doesn't he? And you don't really associate that with the the pressure. So yeah, I didn't realise that Hollywood Brown is probably not going to play this week either. It makes the the weapons really substandard. You know, you've got Sammy Watkins, Andrews, Devin DuVernier, Tyson Williams.
0: I actually think though I actually think as well, you'll probably see a big game from someone like Sammy Watkins, you know, against his old team. But you need a couple, don't you? You need a couple of them weapons. I think mean, the run game looked all right against the Raiders, especially in the first half. But the minute when the Raiders started scoring points and the Ravens had to throw the ball a bit more, you saw the same problems, didn't you? And that's when he got sacked so many times and pressured so many times. And, and obviously, again, like you said, when you watch him play, sometimes you just see him bail and run and you think, oh, good run. But you're not kind of your brain isn't thinking he's only done that because he's pressured within a second or two, you know? That, <laughs> yeah. that that was you're just thinking he's doing it because he doesn't want to pass. But really, he actually does like to pass the ball. He's only doing that because the O line was bad and it was really bad. I think Ronnie Stanley being out is big. I know he gave up the most pressures in his NFL career in one game against the Raiders. Um, but I still think he's an elite left tackle. That's the whole reason they traded Orlando Brown, right? Because they have a, a better left tackle than Stanley. Um yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. I i personally obviously gone Chiefs minus four. Um, they were I think they this team defense-wise is perfect. Obviously, no Marcus Peters either, so they've only got the two top top level corners left. I think Darren Waller got something like 10 receptions and, and 17 targets against the Ravens, and I think Kelsey will do the same. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go Chiefs minus four. And I actually would probably bet the under on 54 and a half because. I think there's a chance that if the Chiefs got up a couple of scores, they could do what they did last year in most games, which is just run the ball and and not show much of the playbook. And the Ravens could struggle to to score enough TDs. But yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs minus four, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs as well. The Chiefs score at their average rate. I don't see the Ravens keeping up with the offensive line. And, and just the injury is so close to the season. I think that was the kind of the... Really underrated kind of thing, and we all we, we all spoke about the injuries to the running backs. But being so close, like within a week to the start of the season, it really messes you up. So I know yeah. Devonta Freeman is on the active roster as well this week, and just how much practice time have they all had? And I'm just taking the Chiefs, minus four. Nice, yeah, we're, we're in lockstep there with that one.
0: Uh, hopefully, it'll be a fun game. Um, obviously, Ravens coming off only six days rest as well with the whole Monday night football, but uh, I hope I think it'll be a fun game regardless. Uh, both quarterbacks, who, if they're winning or losing, are normally quite fun, aren't they? With the sort of things they can do, so I'm sure the, I'm sure the people on Sunday night will enjoy it. I'm going to stay up as always for Chiefs games, so I hope it's good because I don't want to wait, go to bed at 5 a.m. for an absolute stink of a game. Um, but we'll see. Uh, speaking of stinkers of a game that leads us on to monday night football we got lions at packers the line is packers minus 11 and a half um i think this very fixture last year was minus 14 but obviously the packers didn't look quite as good against the saints in week one Uh, this is our third high line of the week mate and i'm kind of on the opposite thinking here even though i've seen dan campbell coach so hard uh in week one and they were down what were they down twenty four? Six points or something at one point, and they came back and they made it eight point score or seven point game. Uh, but I still think this is the game of the week where I'm going to take the big spread. I am going to go Packers minus as minus 11 and a half. I think Roger's going to be on a mission. Uh, and I read earlier after his four previous games of no touchdowns and, and one plus interception, the following week he's, he's every single time he's done this, he's passed in his whole career for four touchdowns and zero interceptions. So I think the Lions are going to be on the end of a similar Rodgers performance in like a three or four TD game, no interception, Adams, 100 plus yards. So I'm going to go Packers minus 11 and a half and I think they're going to win by two scores probably.
1: Yeah, that was kind of my thinking as well. I mean, I mean, unless it's the Eagles, I never, ever watch Monday Night Football Live. I mean, I'm really happy that they chose this game. This is my least interesting game of the week. Because I think exactly that, what you said, is going to happen. Roger's going to come back. They're going to dice them up pretty much every drive. Methodical. Do you know what I mean? The, one of those like seven, eight minutes Packers drives where they're just dicing you up for 10, 15 yards a go. And I can see that all night long. So, yeah, I'm just going to take the Packers on the points. It will save the worst game, I think, for uh, last this week.
0: Yeah, it's a shame. I'm, I'm with you. I don't actually like the Monday Night Football broadcast either. I think it's absolutely terrible. Um, the Manning. We'll talk about the Manning one another time when we've got more time, but the Manning's one was actually so much better than the original broadcast. But yeah, I'm with you. I think this is probably my s- least favourite game of the week. Um, so it's disappointing for, for ESPN that it's on Monday night, but I think they quite like having Aaron Rodgers on, having that that sort of level of play. But I think Lions... Even though they did it in week one, I don't expect them to have that much of a fight in week two. Um, even though I was impressed with how they did it, I just think I'll, I'll take the points there with, uh, with Green Bay, um, and that wraps up our our week two predictions. Then, so overall, I think same again. Actually, I think we're five differences between between our picks. Uh, so just check one, two, yeah, five, five again. Um, so we'll be interested. Last time, I think I uh, we we were split basically until Monday Night Football. Uh, on the differences as well. So we'll see how this week goes. But there's some interesting games, some some high-offense games. Uh, what's your plan? Are you going uh, Eagles on the main telly Red Zone at 6pm? Oh, it's got to be Eagles on the
1: TV. <laughs> I've got um, Red Zone on the laptop. thing is, with Red Zone, you need the sound, don't you? So we're going to tricky. have to have sound on both, which is also going to annoy my girlfriend and probably <laughs> confuse me at points. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've got a lot of red zone
0: in the background. Yeah, don't look away from the telly, and you hear like touchdown, and you look, and you're buzzing, and then all of a sudden it's like I don't yeah. know the Jags conceding another one on the red zone <laughs> rather than the Eagles scoring one. But yeah, we'll see. If that Eagles' off uh, defensive line is as good as last week, we're gonna your Twitter is gonna be going mad of all the tweets you're gonna be doing on Sunday night. So, uh, so we look forward to it. But uh, everyone listening, go follow us at, at Go For Two Pod. Uh, go follow Patrick at, at Mugs NFL. Um, we've done our giveaway. Um, that jersey has been posted today to the winner, so congrats to him. Uh, and then we'll probably end up doing another one that, uh, sometime in October as well, at the end of this month, once we've uh, once we've got something to give away. But yeah, uh, enjoy the weekend of action, and we'll speak to you soon.
1: Yeah, speak to you soon, guys. <laughs>